Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Basketball Addicts Podcast where we answer the age-long question, a question that everybody wants the answer to, how can you hate from outside the finals if you can't even get in? <laughs> if you can't even get in, how can you hate? How can you hate? And speaking of which, we have a couple things to go over today. So of course, this is our mid-season podcast um, where we're going to have a mid-season power ranking as well as um, we're going to talk about... A couple quick things so far as, like, Clay coming back today, that's a big thing. He hasn't played in, I think, about two or three years. I think it's been since mm-hmm. he's been injured. It, last yeah. time he played, the NBA looked a lot different. Kawhi was on the um, – Raptors. Toronto Ra- was on the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie was still in Boston, I think it was, or he wasn't playing at all. He probably was either on his hiatus or wasn't playing or was benched or injured. I'm not – yeah, I think he was in Boston at that time. When Protesting life. Yeah, <laughs> protesting. Um Man, LeBron was injured. Lakers didn't have a ring and since Kobe. Like yeah. a lot of things looked really different. Um That's a fact. Also, Kyrie, um, that's another big thing. Uh he was able to finally come to an agreement, I guess, with all of the COVID protocols and health and safety concerns. He finally was able to come to an agreement with Brooklyn and they probably and they finally let him play on Wednesday. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that, as well as Lance Stevenson coming back from China. And making an NBA an instant impact for the Indiana Pacers right now. I think they won yesterday in a convincing fashion. So, um, so where do you guys think we should start at? Kyrie, Lance, what do you what do you guys think? What do you feel in? I mean, like Kyrie Irving's pretty pretty box office. I really like. I feel like it's an interesting thing to talk about all season now. Can the Brooklyn Nets win an NBA championship with half of Kyrie Irving? Like it's so interesting. This this type of thing has never happened. Basketball's been around for a long time. Since like the nineteen fifties. All right. That's like seventy years off the top of my head. Literally nothing like this has never happened, especially with a star where he could literally just plays road games. Like we get to see the experiment. Oh, is chemistry that important more than just talent? Like, what is what is basketball? What is what's needed to win a championship? So I feel like the Kyrie Irving conversation is just so unique, comparatively speaking, to everything else. That's true. What you got for me, Rory? Yeah, Kyrie's um, situation with with uh, Brooklyn. Um, it's very, very unique, like you said, and and he kind of just gave in almost. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think they really had to give any any more um, 
like sweeten the deal. They just said, if you want to play, you only can play road games. So I guess one day he just decided, okay, I'm going to come back in. I'm going to play road games. He said it was fun. He was playing in middle school gyms, mm-hmm. college gyms. They were still letting him keep his legs fresh and stay in shape. So yeah. I don't think he missed the beat. I think he just missed being on a team. That's yeah. true. And, you know, as far as, like, Kyrie just playing road games, that's really going to be a big experiment because, like, okay, so just think of it. Okay, so you just facing Kevin Durant and James Harden, right? And that and you're just at home. But say, like, you're the you're Phoenix Suns. Say, like, okay, just hypothetically, right? You see you see the Brooklyn Nets at home, right? There's no Kyrie. You just you, – now you're just dealing with just 48 minutes of hill from Kevin Durant and James Harden. Mm-hmm. Then you go on a road game, and Kyrie shows up. Now you're living, living, living with 48 minutes of hill <laughs> from three of the best scorers in the NBA. <laughs> yes. And it's just like, okay, so we beat them this time, but at the end of the day, if you can't be, stop them at home, then you're just in a root for you're just in for a root of a root awakening every away game. So in the playoffs, yes. it's gonna be very different because you know, like you can win that one game, but those away games add up. <laughs> Yes. No, seriously. You can like Brooklyn probably don't want home court advantage. Give us get, let us come away and let us torture your ass real quick and then send it back to Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they take okay, look, so it's seven games, right? Seven game series. <clears throat> I think they do two, two, and one. So you do two at two away, two at home, and then one I think is either it depends on if you have home court advantage or not, and then you end up either away or home, depending. Because I think I'm not exactly how that completely works with the seventh with the seventh game if it's away or home. I'm not sure how they determine that, but you you have to deal you have to go through two two games away and you're facing Kyrie, mm-hmm. right? And then you go home and then you do, you just have to deal with Kevin Durant and um and James Harden. But then right. the deciding game you're at you're away now and you have to deal with all three. So it's like yeah. they could lose the home games, but then the third game is a shoe in. Who's stopping those three from from like destroying your team? It's kind of is weird, yeah. but it's like it's kind of an advantage to them, but a disadvantage to the rest of the NBA. Yeah, because it's like you're not even facing them at full power, and when you do, it's in the deciding game. Yes, yeah, they're gonna in the playoff structure. It's gonna really suck for the team that's trying to hold their home court advantage because yeah. literally every time you're facing. Them at your your building, you're facing the big three that we were saying, oh, they're together, they're going to be jailed next year, nobody's touching them. It yeah. doesn't matter who's playing them. So, like, this is a different NBA now. Like, two weeks ago and now, completely different NBA because the Nets are the team that, like, you, you have to prove to me that you can beat. I, I don't yeah. trust anybody in the East. I honestly think this is a a two-team league at this moment in time that's real competitors for the NBA championship, and I think it's the Warriors and the Nets. I think now that Kyrie's back, it's just too much. It's too much. Especially when you have to face the greatest Australian basketball player of all time, Patty Mills as well. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey. Don't do Patty like that. (laughs) <laughs> it's too early to tell for me. I I feel like I have to see how how this only road games thing works first. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. you can have that view too, and it'd be valid. Like it's it's a real interesting social experiment. Yeah, yeah. 
for sure. And the last time Kyrie's played against this level of competition was um, second round against the Bucks when he got injured. Yes, yes. When they were making the Bucks look like like they're bitches, like they were bending them over. It was, <laughs> like, like it was bad. Yeah. It was bad that series. <clears throat> that was the that was the that was the series I started believing in Kevin Durant because I was like, yeah, he uh, he like he. He dropped a 40-piece, and then he almost beat the Bucks if his feet weren't so big. It's just like, damn, curse those damn long-ass, foot-long shoes. Um. <laughs> I mean, this oh, is like the God. season of great players, though. Like, KD's having a great season. Curry's having a great season. Giannis is. LeBron is. Even Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, under the radar, has been carrying the Philadelphia 76ers to a, a very good, respectable record. Like, even him... There's so many guys that could win the MVP this year and have convincing cases. It's a really interesting season. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, Okay. So moving on from that, we have Lance Stevenson. He played last Wednesday as well. Mm -hmm. He dropped 20 in six minutes. Yes. That's ridiculous. That's hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Robert. Yeah, I just feel like he – Every time he comes back to Indiana, he he plays like that. You know, I don't know if it's just their system allowing him to kind of just be free that allows him to play so well. And Uh then he, you know, he builds up a case for himself and gets a deal somewhere else. And then he's never used the same. So he keeps having to go to Indiana. He plays well, makes a case, gets money somewhere else. You know, so hopefully this time, you know, he's, he's there to stay for a while. You know, and, and not just go for the money. You know, actually play basketball. That's what you're here for. Yeah. 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 Lance Stevenson, I mean, he's a good shot creator still. Um, I think another thing that's interesting that I think we get reminded of a lot of is a lot of the players that are on the end of benches can be like so much better in in the right situation. Mm-hmm. Like if you put Lance Stevenson on some teams that run a different system and he doesn't really get the stop spotlight, you know, he's, he's in China for a few years and then he's out of the league and then he's back in Indiana, you know, Rick Carlisle's a space and attack kind of guy. Like he loves shooting threes. Um, so like, you know, all that spacing for Lance Stevenson, you know, allows him to work. You know, it's just it's it's a unique dynamic in the NBA. I mean, we saw this with Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. was like the seventh man for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then he goes to the Houston Rockets and gets traded, and he drops a fifty point ball in the season, and now it's like, oh, he's like a big guy with upside. Like it's a unique thing of the NBA where some some guys on the end of the bench are like the different system, completely different people. So it's just a unique fact about the NBA, and just. It's interesting, um, but I also think the Indiana Pacers are one of the weirdest teams in basketball because they should be winning. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Chris Duarte is having a great rookie season. Carrius Levert's a good player. Malcolm Brogman's averaging like nineteen and like a Miles Turner's a good player. Demonte Sabonis. So for some reason, it's just not turning into wins. It's really weird. Is is Rick Carlisle somebody I used to love as a coach? Maybe has he aged to like a point in time where he's not as good as a coach anymore? I feel like that's a valid question. I don't know. It's an interesting yeah. thing with the Pacers because they have a good roster over there. 
Oh, they have a really, really good roster. A really good roster yeah. of young guys who, you know, Malcolm Brogdon coming from the Bucks. Uh, you got Karis LeVert from Brooklyn. These are like great scorers, you know. Um, pretty Demontis Sabonis. Demontis Sabonis, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it is kind of weird how you, that that's a that's a good point there. Like, how do you what do you I mean, how do you figure that out? I mean, is yeah. it Rick Carlisle or is it maybe it's just talent? It's just that's all it is. It's talent, but they don't jail. They don't work well together. It yeah, could maybe. be that. Yeah. Um, but I, you made two points, and I wanted to touch on both of those. So the first thing was Lance Stevenson. Um, he did go to China, and he started balling over there, and then yeah, I think mm-hmm. Rover said this, and then he came back and went to Indiana. It's all about system. Um, I yeah. think we touched on this before in a previous episode as well, is that a lot of these players, and I think Jason touched on it, um, is that they can, they'll be at the end of our bench or stuff like that, and then they'll mm-hmm. join a different team that has a system that works better for them, and then yes. they'll, start, they'll turn to a different player like, Think about this for a second. We almost, you know, threw Julius Randle away. You know what That's I mean? That's a fact. Yes. We almost threw Julius Randle. We was like, oh, man, this guy is trash. What? Yes. Terrible. Go away. Yes. He goes to the Knicks and what? He's the most improved player. Like, mm-hmm. that's his team franchise guy in New York right now. Yes. Think Kuzma. I mean, like, yes. I'm not a big fan of Kuzma. But, oh, my Great God. Example. Send him away from L.A. Get him yes. out of here. You're a trash can. We don't want you and your blonde hair. Goes to Washington. Yes. He's balling. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like these guys are. It's just it's all system. It's basketball is a game of systems. You you yeah. know you have to you have to have a coach that can create a system that can make his that can get his pieces working in a uniform fashion. A yeah. lot of coaches aren't able to do that. They're not able to incorporate every piece that they have, and that's why it's a mm-hmm. team sport. It's more of a team sport than most than most sports actually. It's a really yeah. much really a team sport because you can't just have just one guy. It's a collective effort. Yeah. Nobody shows that better that one through twelve matters than Golden State. That's like, for sure. No, nobody maximizes one through twelve better than Golden State. Like they, they perfect it over there. And you know, the Spurs used to be like the great example of what Chris is trying to describe because they won championships as a team, right? Even though they had Tim Duncan, but most of the time, and when we were watching basketball in two thousand ten and late two thousands, he was more aged. You know what I mean? He was drafted in like nineteen ninety nine or something like that, ninety eight. So, I mean, it's 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 you know that you're very right, Chris. It's definitely a schematic thing. Yeah, it's like think about how deep they dug on that bench. You know what I mean to beat the Heat. They pulled Kawhi yeah. Leonard. It was like, who the hell is Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. And then remember, Tiago Splitter had a big game that game too. I was like, who yes. the fuck is this? <laughs> That's where yeah. Patty Mills, Patty yeah. Mills was kind of born that era too. Like it's it's yeah. I mean, there's guys that most of us forget now that was like really big then. Like there's a shooting guard I forget his name, um, but he was a really good defender. Uh, yeah, 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 it's it's interesting. But Lance is one of those players that's just really fun to watch, you know? Like, yes. he really, like, excites the crowd, get people going. Like, he has a lot of antics on the court that really just, it. I don't know, it's just really fun to watch. Um, he brings a lot of life back to Indiana, and to, you know, and especially to that type of basketball because they just look like they're having fun out there. And that's one thing that yeah. I did like about Lance Stevenson. And, um, you know, last time Lance was on Indiana, not the previous years, but I'm talking about going back a little bit further when they had they were in the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron James and Miami Heat. Yeah, and he was and blown, and blown in the ear. <laughs> he was, was blown in the ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And Jr. on tying shoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Jr. Was- yeah. yeah. Man, I miss those that 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 rivalry. 
in in the playoffs was amazing. Yeah. Must see TV <laughs> for real. TV yeah. just watching the respect LeBron had for Paul. Like yes, like, yes, man. Like you're 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 really toe to toe with us right now. Like you yeah. know, and, Paul was that guy. Like Paul was like, <clears throat> dear goodness, Paul I, injury too. Yeah. It was like it seemed like every time there was a big shot, Paul George always hit it, and it was just like he went under the radar, even though he always did that. Like yeah. He was he was that guy. Like he, the ball in the last few seconds of the game, he's like it's knocked out. Like it's yeah. it's Paul George time. Like it was, yeah. he's impressive. Is that that's definitely one more thing that we could hit on real quick? Since we're talking about Indiana, is that Paul George? Like you know, pre injury, post injury, completely different players. I'm just glad yeah. he was able to come back and, you know, play at a high level still because, I mean, that was a bad injury. Did you – I mean, like, I saw the injury. His leg went back. It felt like a paper Yeah, clip. yeah, yeah. Went to a right angle. Yeah, right. It was insane. <laughs> like the yeah. bone dented in the, the, the court. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. And to be just laying there, like, I don't understand what type of medicine the NBA has – to where it was when, when people break legs and bones, they just don't feel anything. And they always say in general, like, I yeah. always hear that. But it's like yeah. nobody ever feels anything. It, it, it's not like, oh, that was in general in that time, but this time he yeah. felt it. I think and there's a drug named Tordol that, like, athletes, like, high-performing athletes use to, like, numb pain. Oh. Gotta yeah. be. I think they come and just... Shoot him right in the leg. Yeah. Where's the pain at? <laughs> when they get real close and put their head by their head, they're, yeah. actually, they're actually sticking in the needle that's going to numb the pain. Right. Yeah. They're like, shh, 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 shh. Okay, be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't scream. Don't scream. Yeah. I know football uses this Toradol. Like, I've, no, I've listened to some stuff and I know f- football players use Toradol. Football has terrible injuries too. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, freak I injuries. Think basketball has some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> not really to jump ship real quick, but I remember the first—not the first time I watched football, right? But one time I was watching football, and literally mm. every game I watched, somebody was like, got hit so hard they went face down into the grass and wouldn't move. Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, he's planking. He's, he's literally planking. Oh my yeah, I mean, there was a point in time where, like, James Harrison was for the Steelers and Ray Lewis was the Ravens, like, as Cleveland Browns fans, we had to watch them just get destroyed by, like, our players get destroyed by those two. Like, it was insane. Yeah. yeah. There's a guy named Vatez Burfitt for the, the Bengals, too. They were all, like, headhunters, legitimately. No. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually grew up watching Troy Palomalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's good, man. Yeah, he really jumps. Like, jump snaps well. Like literally, would jump over the offensive lineman and jump time it perfectly. Perfect. Interesting skill. But still, always have a winning season. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't their coach just uh, retire? This was his last season. Mike, Mike Tomlin. Now Ben Roethlisberger just Berger just retired. Yeah, it was a big Ben. It was Ben. It wasn't the coach either. I swear, I thought the coach left. No, I don't think it. No, coach still there. Okay. Yeah, that's Mike Tomlin's still there. Oh, that's yeah. good. Well, you heard it here first. It's the basketball podcast. <laughs> football. <laughs> that's the first time we've ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> Is this we do everything. We do, do everything. Do everything. <laughs> All right. 
<clears throat> oh, and then the second point I wanted to make was that KPJ thing, because he just hit a game winner or two, and he's like, but the problem with KPJ, <laughs> just jumping back and forth between topics, I guess, which is all over the place. Follow <clears throat> if you can. <laughs> um, but the KPJ thing, like, I think he just has a very bad temper, and it's just like, that has to be controlled in order for him to really take that step forward. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to be aggressive, be aggressive on the court. Don't be aggressive to your teammates. Don't be aggressive to your coaches. Remember he had that bolt that – no, was it JR who threw soup? Or was it, did he throw soup? Or did he get in touch to it with somebody? Uh, some, I think something, something, something happened. Something it was something happened. in the locker room. Something in the locker room. And then now yeah. he just got into us with his coach. He was suspended the game. Not suspended the game, but he couldn't play a game. And then the game after he came back, he is a game winner. It's just like he has the talent. It's just that he's young. We have to understand yeah. these players are really young. They just fresh out of college, you know what I mean? They did one year in college, got drafted, and now we have to basically now you have to turn a boy into a man because he's not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like these these guys are really young. They still they still have childlike tendencies. I mean, like you have to you have to know there's a time and a place for these yeah. type of um, you know situations. No matter how bad somebody makes you, you have to be professional at all times. You know, what yeah. I mean, we know you have the potential. We want to see you be a star, but. Anger can end up having him out of the league. It's possible. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of someone who had happened to already, who, who just had like a bad temper. Like uh, Michael Beasley. Cousins? Michael Beasley. Same yeah. 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 Michael Beasley. Beasley. Yeah. Michael Beasley was like a guy that people thought was going to be like this great prospect coming out of yeah. Kansas State. He was like the number two. He was, though. He, yeah, he, did, he busted he for was, sure. Though. Yeah. He was so good, but he just yeah. – nobody could control him. He was yeah. crazy. Like, he was one of those, like, I'm great and I know it players. Mm-hmm. And, like, didn't care what type of, you know, system the coach has set up or, yeah. you know, how to how to get his teammates involved. He, he was a great player. He could finish. He could, he could shoot. He could drive. It was just yeah. – you just couldn't – you couldn't control him, man. He was wild. Yeah. He's wow. like, I don't understand why you don't already crown me king, pretty much. Right. <laughs> I'm the best player in the NBA right now. Yeah. <laughs> Without being that. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So now on to, like, kind of the biggest thing that's happening today, Sunday, January 9th, has been confirmed. Clay is returning to the NBA. Yes. First game today against our Cleveland Cavaliers. I feel very bad. I'm sad right now because I don't even torch us. Very true. Yeah. He's, he's, what he's what if he has an off night, though? What if he has an off night his first night? It's possible, but he's been putting up. Like, I think I saw a video not too long ago of him, like, hitting 14 threes in a row. Yeah. He's, been, he's constantly it working. Huh? It was 24, I think. I think 24? it was 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> if I had to guess, like the most he's ever made in a row, I'm gonna, gonna put it in the hundred. No, nah, 90. Like off cam, off cam. Yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. That's the most he's ever hit in a row. For sure. Yeah, like, shooters like that are would be ridiculous if you watched them in person. They would be like, oh my gosh, they never miss. Yeah. So, like, yeah. one thing I say about Clay is that, and I, you know, I believe this to be the truest statement said about Clay is that Curry may be the best shooter, but Clay is the most consistent shooter of all time. I, I would, I would, I, yeah, like, I could agree with that. Yeah. Curry's going to knock down those wild shots. You know what I mean? 
best shooter of all time, like for sure. Like he has like instant green light. It's like he, he shoots it, it's just floating in the air and dropping, right? But Clay has mechanics down to a T. I mean, like his mechanics are so perfect that what he sees one goes in, 10 more follows. <laughs> yeah, he has great mechanics. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. And now we have Steve to deal Kerr with that again. Steve Kerr had really good mechanics too. Steve Kerr, Ray Allen had really great mechanics. Reggie Miller didn't have great mechanics though. Yeah, his, 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 his like wrist clapped. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was doing the same thing. Yeah, his yeah. wrist clapped. Yeah, and, and you know that uh, Reggie Miller is like proof that like form isn't everything. Like from the the way you, uh, somebody shoot, like Lonzo Ball, like the way somebody shoots from shoulder up isn't everything because the lines like the legs are aligned and the hips aligned with the rim. Like it, it, if you if somebody's practicing enough, then they can achieve like the good shot. Like, you know, what I mean, Larry Bird's form was terrible. Like he literally like was like crooked, but like yeah. he's one of the greatest shooters of all time. Like repetition defeats all. You know, when it comes down to three point shooting, so yeah, it's true because Curry has zero <laughs> sometimes he kicks his legs, sometimes he doesn't, sometimes he lands, sometimes he doesn't. It's just it's very weird because I was watching like a b ball breakdown just to get on a quick tangent real quick. And it was uh-huh. like, yeah, Curry is like one person you never want to watch if you're trying to learn how to shoot because he has no mechanics. I think he does. <clears throat> I think I think he has like the basics down so well that he can manipulate it just to shoot farther. Like as long as his hips and his his elbows align with the rim, like it, it always is. Like mm-hmm. you know, imagine yourself coming off a screen and you're coming off the right. Like you when you when you see MJ and Kobe come off that fadeaway, there's a reason why like they hang in the air and they realign their body, and it may look yeah. weird, but everything's realigning with the rim. So like those two guys are like insane. Like yeah, yeah. So like Steph Curry may look weird, but he's he's always aligning like perfectly. Like his hip and his elbows always align perfectly. Yeah, he just don't got the hang time you're talking about. He has yeah. to do it so that's why he got to get it all so fast and everything. He don't got that hang time that yes. that they have, but he definitely got the alignment, the the yeah. consistency. You know, uh, back to what Chris uh-huh. pointed out is, is is very important because I think over the last two games that he was only like two for nineteen over the mm-hmm. past yeah. two, games, like that's like not good. Yeah, or like anybody else, but it's like it's 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 not great. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not even terrible because it was Steph. Yeah. Right. Because the next game, he could drop eight threes and, yeah. and make up for it. Yeah. So, he's, if it was anybody else, I'll be like, okay, he's going through a drought. It's going to be a bad time. We don't know if he's going to – but it's Steph. He's going to bounce back, especially when his brother gets back. He's going to have competition. Now, now he has to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, I'm pretty sure they're going to have, like, a little game, how many threes he's going to hit when he gets back. Yeah. I think – uh, Clay broke the record for most threes in a quarter. I think it was 14 threes he hit in a quarter. Mm-hmm. 14 threes in a quarter? Oh my! I think it was God. 14 threes in a quarter. Yeah. It was either it was either him or JR. I'll give he, most. No, he broke the record. No, he broke the record for sure. I saw the yeah. video. I just don't remember exactly what number it was. JR, you could you really get hot. Like JR. No, that's what I said. If anybody yeah. had the record, it would either have to be Clay or JR. Yeah. <laughs> JR's another one that's kind of weird with his shot, though. Like, yes. remember he used, to shoot, he used to shoot falling out of bounds, and it's just, like, he couldn't yes. hit a normal standing steal. Yes. Thing, but as soon as he, like, threw his body weird or yep. fell back or did a backflip, it went in. <laughs> it like, yes. 
Yes. Do a barrel roll, shoot the three. Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> trying to like guard him and pick up? Like he'd be like doing oh, yeah. crazy sidesteps and turnarounds and like spins into threes backwards, and you're like, I can't guard that. Like, what do you <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. like a, a double team doesn't even matter because like he's still gonna shoot something crazy and hit it in our faces. Like, just like take the threes, I guess. <laughs> double team doesn't work because he wants a double team. He's like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, Thank you. I want to shoot it over two people. Thank you. Come, yeah. come, bring one more. <laughs> like, mm. what, dude? Yeah, he's he always number three to save his life. <laughs> yeah, he's always hot hunting for that highlight tape three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like his, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> man's ridiculous. I remember one game in, specific, in particular. I mm-hmm. think it was like a Cavs game. It might have been a playoff game too. Um, and Jr. was like cold. Wasn't shooting, but they, but LeBron kept passing the ball because he was like, he's going to hit one. Yeah. And I think he hit one at the end of the quarter, falling out of bounds, and then he just started lighting them up the rest of the quarter, just falling, yeah. backflips, barrel rolls, rolling yes. on the ground <laughs> from one knee. <laughs> J.R. Smith, all go ahead. No, no, I was going to say all warm-up. He was shooting yeah. all straight jumpers and yeah. could, could knock them down. And then the one crazy – out of bounds shot he takes for the first time goes in, then all of a sudden he's hot. Yeah. Exactly. It's like he he is one of he's probably the most entertaining non star like ever to play basketball. Like I you know, maybe Jamal Crawford's in that group, but like where you turn on the TV, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch Jared Smith do crazy shit today. Like it's gonna be so much fun. Especially Nuggets JR too. Yes. Oh yeah. And he had bounce too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's him, Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford was like fun to watch. People really forget how like highlight tapeish, ankle breaking, ridiculously hard to guard Jamal Crawford was. It was insane. Yeah, that beyond the back move is really crazy. Yes. Yeah. There's there's so many guys like that. Did, so did anybody six- else watch Joe Green play? Yeah, like in his like like his Phoenix days, yeah, he can fly through the air. Oh my gosh, he literally—I yeah. think his head was at the rim. Yeah. It was like above the rim. He was like looking down in the rim. He has like oh, yeah. anti gravity shoes. Anti gravity yeah. shoes. <laughs> actually, you know, a lot of people may not have liked him then. I liked him when he was with Houston. Actually, he was pretty consistent then. Yeah, that's and then he true. fell out of the NBA soon, right after that. So yeah. he did like a, a year or two in Houston and fell out of the NBA. You guys got free time. Check out any highlights from Phoenix. I'll tell you. Dude, he played like Kobe in Phoenix. <laughs> it, was, it was it was crazy. Like I remember when uh, – I don't know what, what year it was. It had to be like 2K13 or mm-hmm. 12. I think it, it was it, it was Gerald Green. I think that's when Vince Carter was on, was on Phoenix. Like they were like pretty good. Like and I used to torch people with them on 2K all the time. <laughs> all the he time. He used to like he grabbed the alley oop and he go windmill. Yes, yeah, insane. <laughs> He's the one who did the birdie kick dunk when he was on the uh, Boston Celtics, right? He blew the birdie yeah, kick out, the like, cake yeah. out. And yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That was some him. pretty crazy dunks that's been ha- that's happened in the past. True. Now I kind of want to scoot, scoot away from players for a second, real quick. Um, before we get into our, you know, our the meat of our podcast here, 
I want dunk contests to go back to the old ways. It's not fun anymore. There's not any mean? antics. You know what I mean? There's not uh, any antics. Like, we don't have Superman anymore. We don't have birthday cakes. We don't have, oh, let's bring out three rims and dunk three balls. It's just kind of boring now. You know? Yeah. Like, the last really good dunk contest was Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. After that, it's yes. been pretty boring consistently. Like, Who'd I don't want to watch it anymore. Who would you put in the dunk contest? Oh, Z- if Zion was healthy, it would be Zion. I would get Ja, and I would get Donovan Mitchell for sure. Mm. Ja would be pretty nice. Aaron Gordon, if he's willing to come back, but he said he'd never do it again. Jalen Green? Green. Oh, my gosh. Jalen Green could... He could jump. I don't know, though. That's a good question. I wouldn't even know who I would pick. I would definitely do Ja for sure. Ja for sure. Zion, just, if he was, if he was healthy, like too. crazy. Yeah. Probably Miles Bridges. Yes, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, Miles. Mm. Can't really think of two more right now. Mm. I'm talking about freakish athlete, not just a good dunker. Mm-hmm. Like these guys. Oh, uh, John Collins. John Collins, yeah. Just to put just to put a big in there so they're not so it's not all guards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know he's on the bench, but Kai Jones would be insane. I know he's on the bench. I know he's oh, on yeah, the bench. Yeah. Charlotte Hornets, yeah. but that guy yeah, would Hornets, yeah. <laughs> definitely can jump. Thorpe. Yeah. Remember when Nate Robinson put on the Kryptonite shoes and jumped over Dwight Howard? Yes. Nate Robinson was fun to watch. Exactly, like it's not fun anymore. Didn't it's he win too? He won. He won twice, yeah. right? Yeah, I think he won it. Yeah. Him and Dwight Howard went back and forth because he did the Superman dunk and he won, I think, too. And I think Nate Robinson won too as well. Those were when dunk contests were fun. Remember mm-hmm. when? Um, let me see the most recent one. I mean, you remember when John Wall won a dunk contest? John Wall won a dunk contest. Yeah, oh my. I remember that. <laughs> How does that happen? I remember that, John. That was a very <laughs> weird setup, too. They had, like, three different players on the on the court. It was, like, throwing the ball to each other off the rim, and then one would dunk it. And he won with a reverse slam. And I was like, this is the worst dunk contest I've literally ever seen. Nobody, yeah. please. What I forgot what year that was. Don't look it up. Don't watch it. It's not fun. It's not worth it. Let's just leave that one in where it's at in the past. We're in 2022. Hopefully we get something good this year. But You know what I think it is? What? People who aren't in it or who, who will be good candidates for it, they've just been seeing how people have been robbed. And you kind of just don't want to. Yeah. Not, not, not necessarily waste your good dunks, but it's like mm-hmm. you're going to do all this to, to put on this show and not even get a, a fair Reading That's facts like yeah. that whole Aaron Gordon and and, yeah, and Zach was yeah. crazy because mm-hmm. he, every dunk was different and creative. Zach literally yeah. did the same dunk mm-hmm. like three or four times just yeah, with something Aaron different. Gordon did get definitely got robbed a few years. Yeah, there. definitely got robbed. Yeah, I would yeah. never come back ever. I, I, yeah. As soon as they bring up slam dunk, I'm walking out of the press conference. Yeah, <laughs> he said he was never coming back. He said I keep. He said I should. He should have true trophies, and I don't have any. I'm like, yeah. Ja said he need a million dollars to do it. He'll do it. Who? Just so he gets some. Ja said he want a million dollars and he'll do it. Wow. 
A million? If the NBA give him a million dollars, he'll do it. Just that'd so he be, got that'd be must see. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they need to do. I feel like you might as well pay us to come if, if only one of us get a trophy and we're all supposed to be like the, the top four freakish athletes of, of this year. I, I feel like go ahead and, and pay everybody. Yeah. Extra. Something, yeah. Yeah, just so you get something coming. You're not coming for nothing. Pay the man. Yeah. Million dollars? Yeah. What's four million dollars to, to the NBA? Nothing. They're a big industry, really. Give everybody a million dollars to win and gets a trophy. Who did he lose to last year that he only that the dude only won because Dwayne Wade was a judge? I don't know. I thought I last forget one, what happened last year. It was a big scandal too. He was like it was like Oh I know what he's talking about. Who who was that? He was a he who was a Miami Heat player. Derek Jones Jr. Derek Jones, yeah. Was it no, no he lost to somebody else too. I know, and it was was it Derrick Jones Jr. that year? It might have been Derrick Jones Jr. <clears throat> I think it was. It might have been Derrick Jones Jr. I think that was like two years ago. No, it was like last year, was it? I think that was last year. He said he wasn't doing it anymore after last year. That's when he grew his hair out and started looking like Maxwell in, in the Woman's Worth video. <laughs> mm. No, but I thought but I thought that nine I thought that nine was the Aaron Gordon though. Yeah, he gave him a nine instead of a ten. Right, right, but that was that, that was the same thing. We say he did it again. No, and that was the one. That was like last year. That was the big scandal last year. They was like Aaron Gordon definitely got robbed. It was like Dwayne Wade robbed him, so he gave him a nine instead of a ten. So the guy from Miami would win. I forgot what his oh. name was. Was it? It wasn't Duncan Robinson. I think Duncan Robinson was in a dunk, a dunk contest at some point, though. But I don't think it was him. I think it was some other guy. It might have been Derrick Jones Jr. He's not with the Miami Heat anymore. I think it was Derrick Jones Jr. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Derrick Jones Jr. It was Derrick Jones Jr. Yeah. I mean, he has some good dunks, but I was like, damn, Eric Gordon, like, I was thinking, like, Eric Gordon is, like, that man, for real. He's, like, the best dunker I've seen in, like, the past couple years. Yeah, he's pretty Him special. and Zach Levine, for sure. <clears throat> Especially Timberwolves, Zach Levine. I don't think he's got that bounce anymore. Um... Yeah, that's cool. Don't contest. Oh, the All Star Game is coming up too. Yeah, uh, I like the new format. The new format last year was great. It kind of brought into some, it, even though it was like you know, intrigue. You can le- at like, least watch that last quarter and be like, okay, I want to see who wins. They'll play competitively for the last quarter. Yeah. Also, like the draft too. The draft is really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty that's fun. Fine. Yeah, when they do the draft. Um, I wonder if LeBron's going to be the captain again. Like Steph's, Steph's going to be hard to beat for captain. I'm sure KD's going to win in the East, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who wins in the West. I feel like it's going to be LeBron going to be the captain. Why would he not be the captain? I think the first, I think it has to be the number one player in votes. That's why I'm saying Steph might overtake it. LeBron has it's narrative. <laughs> LeBron might get it in votes. If it's fan votes, LeBron's getting it. It's true. Team captain of the East ends up being DeMar DeRozan. Oh, hey. <laughs> that's hey. true. Hey. <laughs> DeMar, yeah. man. DeMar's been on a tear this whole season, man. That's a fact. I love that you brought that up because he also <laughs> hit two game winners in back to back nights. Yeah. Yes, he did. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's hot. 
Fire. Two big shots. And let me just say, you heard it here first on the Basketball Addicts podcast. Months ago, we asked the question, why are we sleeping on the Bulls? Everybody was like, this is a terrible pickup. Don't put your, uh, you don't put all your, you know, hope in this Bulls team. They're not going to be great. I said at the very least, they are Eastern Conference Finals team. At the very least. Yeah. Everybody who said otherwise, you're eating sour grapes now. You know it. We could have bet on this and we would have made money. That's a fact. Yes. <laughs> we lost out. We we were like fortune tellers. Like, yeah. We made a whole YouTube video about it and everything. Preseason. We have proof. Yeah. Proof. <laughs> Go watch this on YouTube. Why are we I really doubted, Chris. I really doubted it at first. I was like, why are you so adamant on the Bulls? And then the more he kept bringing it up, the more it was like, okay, now I understand what you're saying. And then our second, the, the second show we did uh, for this, it just, once we came back and we were looking at the standings, we're like, there's no way he predicted this was going to happen. <laughs> and he did. So I want to give you your flowers, man. You were accepted, 100% right. 100% yeah. right. That Bulls team is something special. I'm telling you, Easter Conference Finals at the least. At the least. Eastern they- Conference as long as they don't face Brooklyn before then. That's that's my only If they could caveat. face Brooklyn and not have home court advantage, they could take three games. Yeah, no, if they don't have to go through Kyrie, they could take three games. Oh, you're about just if they don't have to go through Kyrie, they could take three games, in my opinion. But I then they would like go ahead. I think I think they want that one seat. I think I think they're gonna like fight like everything that they have in their body to have that one seed. They have the one seed right now, like that like fend off the nets from it. Long as like I would do everything I can to be on the opposite side of the nets on the bracket. I don't I don't care if I have to lose games on purpose. I'll take facing <laughs> the Bucks. Like Yeah. In the second round. Uh I'm not I'm not gonna face the Nets until the NBA and the Eastern Conference Finals. <clears throat> Okay, so right now, right? Switching gears real quick. The Bulls, for sure. Yes. But another young one. team that's coming up are the Grizzlies. They have an eight-game win streak right now. Yes. Yeah. I know that. And they play the Lakers soon. So. Yeah. Another scary thing we should talk about right real quick. Um, hopefully he's healthy. Dylan Brooks had a really terrible ankle injury the last time I was watching the Memphis. I was watching the Memphis Grizzlies game like last night or like some highlights and Dylan Brooks had a really bad ankle injury. So hopefully he's getting better. Um, I just wanted to say that real quick because he's such a key part of that team. Prayers up for him, but they pulled somebody from the G League and he's been balling. I think he dropped like 30 points the same day that Jod dropped 30, 30 points. I think they both dropped 30. I forgot what his name was. It's like something Watson or something like that. Mm, I'm not know. completely sure. I thought you were thinking be- of Desmond Bain at first, but I was like, he's not in the Desmond- G League. He, I think they pulled him from the G League, right? That's, I think it is Desmond Bain. He's been starting all year. He was a starting all year? Yeah. Desmond Bain has been one of those under radar guys that's been having a really good season. Yeah, because he's just like popped into my radar. Yeah. Like, I just, just seen him. It's probably was Desmond Bain. What was I thinking Watson? I'm probably thinking TJ Watson. Why would I think TJ Watson? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> They've been rolling out a starting lineup a lot of Ja, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, uh, Jaron Jackson, and Steven Adams. Yeah. 
That's a man. Eight. Jaron Jackson had a big game last night. It was like 20, he dropped 26 or 28, something like that. Jaron Jackson's another guy under the radar that's been really developing. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He said, he said uh, Dylan Brooks just got injured a game or two ago. Yeah. I think so. Man, that's going to be – that's an easy 20 points they're going to miss out on. Or, or they yes. have to find a way to incorporate somehow because yeah. – Yeah. I love the fact – Yeah. I love the fact that you brought up the Memphis Grizzlies, Clarice, because I love them. Like, they have legitimate upside. All right, let me let me, let me me pull this – point this out for you. John Morant has the potential to be the best point guard in the league one day. I feel like everybody feels that way. Dylan Brooks – has a CJ McCollum ish level offensive potential, but he actually defends. Like he is a defensive force. And Jaron Jackson is showing flashes of becoming an all star. So, and they have uh, Zaire Williams, who's from Stanford. They drafted in the lottery, they traded up for him. Um, and I think they drafted him 11th overall. And he's like six foot nine, guard skill, shot creator. Like this team has serious potential moving forward, and you, Christopher Mohammed, you you pointed them out a few years ago. So you got to really take your credit here because this team is the brightest young star, young core team growing together at this moment in time. So you definitely should take your credit for that, Chris. Okay, so you hear the NBA hired me as a talent scout. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got a good coach too. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> you see, I'm predicting the future on these teams. <laughs> Best point guard in the league right now. He I say he's I said yeah. it potential too. I I said oh, potential yeah. to be the best. Yeah, oh, the best point guard in the league who, right who, now is the best point guard Steph. in the league. Minus Curry. Steph. Yeah. He said minus Steph. Oh, said minus Steph. Steph. Now that's a that that's a question. Because yeah. I would rather have them CP three. Um, I I, agree with that. I don't I know about Dame. Dame's where Dame started like averaging more than thirty points per game recently. So I probably stick with Dame. Number two. The season is picking up right now. We're entering that part where like everybody's starting to get their legs now, and yes. they're starting to go on runs. And the good teams are starting to show that they're good teams. The bad teams are starting to show that like we're not that great anymore. People are adjusting yeah. to the rules. Yeah. I remember last time we walked in here with James Harden and we were like, oh, James Harden's rules. It's the rules. He's yeah. been averaging 27 over the past, like, 10 games. So That's good. He, the he James Harden the loyalist over here feels good. <laughs> but but, but that, means, that means he's changed then. That means he's changed the way he played. He, yeah. he's, he's actually going for – the bucket instead of for the foul. So yeah, that sounds good for Flopper. for Brooklyn Nets fans. <laughs> Flopper. Hey, rules have changed. One thing stays the same. James Harden's still cooking people's asses. He's a he's a t- number one flopper in the league. <laughs> Leads the leagues in flops <laughs> and, and flailing arms. <laughs> like, this is the best. Are you sure it's not Chris Paul? <laughs> what, oh. what, what, what was that? Are you sure it's not Chris Paul? Uh, Chris the Paul's the competition. Dude, Chris Paul's flops are terrible. He's a veteran flopper. Like, yeah, he's he a is, perfected yeah. it. 
but yeah. it's so. But you you clearly notice it every time though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's good because at it. he's so small. Like he's so small. Like he really thinks that these giant guards and fours are really pushing him that hard, and the refs are just looking at him like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> get up, Chris." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he might be number two. I will have to give him a number two. But Jaguar is definitely like he's been flopping for years. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. He's played a full season without a flop. So, <laughs> oh, are ref, to... <laughs> are you ready to start uh, hitting uh, on these top tens? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so you got the list right, Jay? Well, from last time, yes. Yeah, so um, I think last time we made two lists, right? Uh, we all made an individual list, and then I mathematically like added them all together. Okay, so we'll take that list and we'll do our balling stone segment. Okay. Okay, sounds good. I'll let I'll uh tell you which team and where they ranked, and we can talk about them. Got it. Well, number one's the Warriors. So, you know. Are they balling or stolen? We got the Warriors. Clay's coming back today. We got Curry. <laughs> of course. We fly. Nola. And you know it's balling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more, Chris. They are balling. They've been balling. This is the this is the NBA champion favorite. You have to beat them. You know, this is that team. This team is an NBA championship level team. So, not, yeah, yeah, they're balling. And what's scary about this team is two points that's scary about this team. Well, it's two scary, there's a point that's scary about this team, and there's another point I'm going to make. The point that's scary about this team is that Clay hasn't played yes. in like two, three years, and he's just not coming back. And they were already leading the West, play, firing on all cylinders, and the best team in the NBA. Now Clay's back. Now you add that dynamic. You incorporate him in there. He's a shooter and defender. Like he's the best two way player I've ever seen. Pretty much. One, yeah, he's he's definitely a great two way. And you got yeah. James Wiseman. Don't forget about him. He's still not back yet. Yeah. So I mean, this team is gonna get better and better than when they add pieces. Like this, this, this team already strikes fear into the NBA. Dear goodness, yeah. fear is real. You couldn't be more right, Chris. And Strike fear. And now you're bringing in Clay. Yeah. Mr. 60 points in two and a half quarters. 14 threes in one quarter. Like, he has a chip on his shoulder for one because he was left off the NBA 75 list and he has so many firsts. He's yeah, like, I'm right. probably like the best guard right now. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's not even he's in like, there. He's not even in there. So I don't look. Did, did Westbrook you, make it? Yeah, I think he yes. did. Yeah, I think he made he the, the latter half, the latter half of the um, of the list. Westbrook <laughs> shouldn't make anything before Clay, unless it's a triple doubles list. That's that's probably what he got on there. Um, I think just quick thing. Um, I think that's why he probably got on the list is because like he he broke the record. He won an MVP that year, and then he rose his team from the eighth seed to the sixth seed, and then got washed by James Harden in the Rockets. Yeah, they washed their asses. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. worthy. No spin cycle. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was a hand washing. They washed him in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! With, with 
Dawn dish detergent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they use hand soap. Right, hand soap. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, man! But but we always know about Warriors, e- even though we haven't. We already predicted them not having Clay, and them having to go through a go through some type of development stage. We still always had them at least top five, and and I think for yeah. us was was always top three. So and it was controversial at the beginning of the season to have the Warriors high because people didn't really expect them to be this great. But we talked about it and we had them very high. I think the first one we had them two, and like most, if you would have done ESPN ranking, they would probably had them six or seven. So like we we were definitely were right about that. I just want to say one thing um, before I make my before I make the next point is that. Um, NBA media does not know basketball, and that's fact. Because yeah. how after seeing last year, Curry going off, damn near winning the MVP as an eighth seed, yeah. being a matchup nightmare for the Utah Jazz if they would have made it into the playoffs, and you go, nah, this team not good enough. It's because <laughs> of Jordan Poole. People did not, for some reason, watch the Warriors enough other than Steph Curry to realize that Jordan Poole was going to be an amazing player this year. I mean, preseason, we chose him to be the sixth man of the year. Yep. Like, that was our choice. Like, he was we, we he was definitely on our radar. And I think people, for some reason, didn't really realize how great he was going to be next season. And uh, Yeah, Jordan Poole has been, like, one of the greatest uh the scoring that they needed. Um, so yeah, Jordan Poole is one of the greatest reasons why they've jumped record wise, even without clay. Yeah. Sure. It was a nice fill in. Um, okay. So who do we have? Number two on there. Number two is the Milwaukee bucks. Uh, uh-uh. they gotta go lower <laughs> in my eyes. I'm sorry yeah. for number two for me. Cause it's very, it's like, it's not even a two. It's really one and one and a half, and that would be the Brooklyn Nets because they can be number one. Warriors could be one and a half, or it could go either way. It just depends right now because those are probably the two of the best teams right now, and then like other teams will fall after. Like I, you know, I, I'm a believer in Phoenix for some odd reason, so I will put like Phoenix three. But Brooklyn was be like my number two. I don't know who agrees with me. Anybody agree? Is Brooklyn balling or stalling? But we hearing. Um, I think Brooklyn number two is what I would have as well. I would have the Warriors in Brooklyn. That's two because it's 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 they're they're in their own tier at, for me as a team because Kyrie coming back it's ridiculous. So yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, and I also even. think the the Bucks are stalling to like stick to the what we were talking about because they did just win an NBA championship. I was expecting them to be at least have a great regular season because of the team chemistry and then a high of coming off of an NBA championship. I thought that they would dominate the East in the regular season, push that one seed, but they're like the four seed, and it's like. By a lot, they're twenty six and sixteen right now, and like the Bulls are twenty six and ten. Like, you know, the Nets are twenty four and thirteen. Like, it's 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 a team that just hasn't been able to really put the pieces together. I think people are really underrating in the playoffs how valuable the loss of PJ Tucker is going to be because he does all the little things that Giannis has to do defensively now. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think the Bucks are stalling from where they should be, at least in the regular season. 
Yeah. What do you have for me, Rover? Uh, Bucks. Yeah, I'll say I'll say Stalin as well. And I had them up really high also with our last two rankings. Um, I always had them top three. Just because I always wanted to give the benefit of the doubt for the for the reigning champs. Mm-hmm. But they haven't they haven't been playing like reigning champs. They're winning. They're winning majority because of Giannis. Yeah. But like I said, came back to you know, they need to find another groove. I feel like to have six more games under their belt, but have the same amount of wins as Chicago, that that speaks a lot. Yeah. I would say that they're stalling. I would just say they're stalling because, like, just like Jason, we made this point before, and I think I was the one who was really low on the Bucks before, and you guys were kind of high on them because you was like, they're going to be good. Um, They're not as great as I thought. I mean, they're exactly what I thought they would be this year. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting too much. I was thinking, like, you know, their window was closing. Um, they're really boring. They're, they're like, a really boring team since, I mean, especially in their missing P.J. Tucker, they're going to miss P.J. Tucker, especially in the playoffs when he was guarding Kevin Durant for them or trying to, or just being a pest for Kevin Durant, like that Patrick Beverly kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um they're definitely going to miss that. Um, they're going to miss like the little things, especially like when he was hitting those threes in the corner um, for them during the playoffs. It's just I'm just not big on the Bucks this year at all. Like I just I, I find them very boring. I, you know, because it's like it's what's a good analogy if I can think of one real quick. Um, so do you think they have no? It's shot? like missionary. There it is. It's like missionary. Missionary. Because it's like, you know what you're going to get. You know, Giannis is going to drop like 27, 11, 6. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's missionary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope my grandma's not watching this. (laughs) That's so crazy. It's just like, you know, you just. It's missionary without any attachments. You know what I mean? It's just. You're just laying there. <laughs> oh, my. And, and, it's, and it's straight eye contact. It's Don't break eye contact. contact. <laughs> Don't break eye contact. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, like, you're like, like okay, we hear it. Like that. <laughs> 27, 27 points. It's like, 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 you know, like, we're, like, in the playoffs, right? Especially because, like, all of the big hitters got knocked out. L.A., Brooklyn. Um, and the Warriors, you know what I mean? And Utah ain't shit, and you know ain't gonna be shit. And uh, <laughs> uh, man, I was wait, I was waiting on your hate for Utah to start. Oh, I was waiting on it to start. Philly's a non-factor except for like unless Joel would be like just you know Superman capes everybody onto his back and just like yeah we're gonna continue carrying them. Um, yeah, it's I mean they they didn't face anybody and they just took that they really made that they really let that get them a big head even though they almost got beat by Trey Young um mm-hmm. and the Hawks they really let that get them a big head they just like cruising throughout the season right now they're just like on cruise mm-hmm. control and it's really boring to watch it's honestly boring. yeah yeah are you guys ready to go to the next team yeah what's up what's three the number three was the Los Angeles Lakers I like to put them lower 
they got to go which, lower for me. Which we made a podcast about, which you guys can check out. Shameless plug. Yeah. yeah. What is it? It's why the Lakers rotation are terrible, right? Yeah. Yep. That one's out now um, on all platforms. Um. Yeah, I would say Lakers can't be three for me. Um, I'm still pretty heavy. I think we talked about this. Um, how did I do this before? It was Warriors and Nets. Oh, my bad. We had the Nets three and Lakers four, but, uh, we just talked oh. about the Nets, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who could I have three? I'm trying to think. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I right, actually, guys. Balling or stolen, guys? Lakers. I, I think that the Lakers are stalling, obviously, because they made a podcast about how... St- much Frank Vogel sucks. Like it's it's Frank Vogel that's holding this team back from their potential. Like they, it's literally rotation. It's literally the way he builds around Russell Westbrook. He's 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 a dodo bird as a coach. He literally doesn't know what he's doing. He's like I wouldn't tr- like I I would trust Chris to break down astrophysics before I would trust Frank Vogel to coach a youth AAU basketball team. I, like, I don't know I, if that's a compliment or not. Like, like eight years and under youth basketball team. Oh yeah, Chris knows need- more about astrophysics than Frank Vogel <laughs> coaching eight, eight, than that. Like, that's how bad Frank Vogel is coaching. Like, he's terrible. He doesn't understand basketball. It's it's ridiculous. So, I think that's they're stalling. Because of Frank Vogel's stupid coach, and yeah. uh, there's a few things that you could do to fix the problem. You could, you know, hire David Fisdale or something. I was talking with Chris over the phone. Why? This is a little bit of a theory. Why couldn't the Lakers trade two first round draft picks and two second round draft picks? The most that's ever been traded for a head coach for Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich is sitting in Golden into the Spurs. He yeah. just he quit from the he quit from the USA basketball team, so we know he's not going to coach for more than four more years. I mean, he served his time. I mean, that team hasn't been an NBA championship contender for a decade. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an itch near the time of one him wanting to retire to go try to chase a ring. And I don't think there's anybody that fits his timeline better of when he's going to retire than LeBron James. So going and coaching LeBron James at the end of your career and getting traded that much for you, I feel like it wouldn't be that bad of an idea. So I would I would trade for Greg Popovich or hire Davis Fizdo. That's that's what I would do. Frank Vogel's got to go though. Yeah. <clears throat> Frankie V, go ahead talk to me, Robert. What you got? <clears throat> Frank, man, the the hate for Frank is is really in the <laughs> air right now. <laughs> you know, but, but I agree. Also, I feel like his rotations aren't 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 fitting, mm-hmm. um, especially trying to build this rotation around Westbrook, like he's yeah. an OKC for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, when I don't think we should build any rotation around Westbrook, I think he should be a part of one. You know, mm-hmm. and where he can make an extra pass, rebound, screen. Because mm-hmm. right now, I just don't trust him to run any offense right now. You know, and and you notice it when 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 Frank gives Malik more playing time, he plays better. Mm-hmm. He plays way better. You know, so I just I just I don't know. I rather I rather see 
Frank gone and Malik a little more, not not second to LeBron, but maybe like a third until AD gets back. Yeah, when I made the rotations, I made I put Malik Monk as a starting two guard. Yeah. Really? He, yeah, he's 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 needed because he can he can space out and hit a three. Yes, and he shot creates off from the perimeter and can drive. You know what I mean? He's so much more of an efficient player for a team that needs spacing so desperately. So I'm 100 percent there with you, Malik Monk. Yeah, Malik Monk. Um, I would say they're stalling. And I will say they're stolen because at this point in, in like the season, they've won five of their last six, right? Mm-hmm. But they haven't played anybody. That's they true. haven't played any big teams. Mm-hmm. And they're winning. Yeah, I'll give them that. They're winning in very convincing fashion. They're beating teams that, that was blowing them out in the beginning of the season. Where like trip, taking them triple, triple overtimes and stuff like that. But it's just not convincing me right now. Especially yeah. with what I have seen this far. Okay, so look, <clears throat> Anthony Davis has been out. I don't know since when. Okay, he hasn't been playing really great anyway. So without him there, it's just like it's not. It's like he's there pretty much. So mm. um, Westbrook has turned has turned the corner a little bit, but mm-hmm. his turnovers is a big big problem for me. If he can keep his turnovers, maybe between you know. For a game, not just a quarter, because he does do by quarter sometimes. If he can keep his turnovers down to maybe like four or five, we could be a little bit more successful on the winning side. Because how do you, like, if he, okay, so like, I'm not sure how many, what his like total, I mean, I know he leads the league in turnovers right now. That's ridiculous for one. Um, if he can keep that down, and, and we could win more games, because he's taking better care of the ball, and it's not, really defeating the team you know what i mean if you're constantly causing turnovers you're like putting more pressure on your team because every time you turn it over now we're going other way it's impossible two points and now we're getting further and further behind um that's the yeah. thing um, do you know who the all-time leader in turnovers is <laughs> who lebron is serious <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like I was thinking about that while you were saying, I was like, hey, LeBron's always been a high turnover guy. Like turnovers is like an in it's an incomplete stat because a lot of the times like the guys who are high in turnovers are also making high risk reward passes that are tough. Just like the nature of their game. And I just think that's the nature of Russell Westbrook's game. Like he's he's never gonna be CP three. CP three is like if you want a great assist to turnover ratio guy, it's Chris Paul. Like yeah. You know, and you might have a point there that it's not a great pairing with LeBron as a team because as a team they're going to be a high turnover team. Like, yeah, that's just the reality of the way they play. Um, the only team that's kind of like that that is a good team that's been that consistently is the Warriors. The Warriors have always been a high turnover team, but that's because they do like a gazillion off ball screens that are tough passes. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, that's my only pushback to that. But you mentioned that that Westbrook, he's trying to make these these high high IQ passes, but half the time it's just him doing this, and the boss is going out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to get something started, and it's like his body and his mind are not in the same in the same space. Mm-hmm. So he ends up doing something, and you're like, okay, I see what you wanted to do, mm-hmm. but like. 
like you were nowhere near pulling that off. Like you know, yeah. so he got to work on that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he'd be well. Not not that he he thinks he's in OKC, but it's like the system, the rotation. Like you're saying that Frankie's putting him in keeps making him the center of like everything. Mm-hmm. So he keeps thinking, okay, you're going to move here. You're going to slide here. You're going to come back here. You're going to screen here. And they're just not. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not doing that. This is first year. So it's like, they're not doing what he think they should be doing in, in his rotation. So I'm not going to put it all on him. I just feel like he's trying, he's trying to play his game and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just not fitting the schematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They they need the they need to definitely learn how to build a system that fits around their star players with all their talent that they have and just make it work. You know? Yeah. And then they can stay at four once they get yeah. that off. They can stay at four. Yeah. Yeah. And but <clears throat> the thing about the Lakers here is that with the they're playing the Grizzlies soon, and that's probably like they're going to be their biggest matchup. I can't move the Lakers up or down until I see how they play against actual competition now that the season is actually starting. No. Yeah, you're hit, you're beating these other teams. Like I said, they haven't really played anybody in these last five, six games. You know what I'm saying? If you play in like a, what I believe is probably a top 10, top 15 team right now, and you beat them in a convincing fashion or you just beat them, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's you know, 10, 12 points. You know what I mean? Even if it goes close, but you still win that game, I, I'll, I'll believe in your team more. But if you just get ran over, then I mean, then I can't put you any higher. No. Yeah. The next cool. team on our uh, ranking is the uh, Phoenix Suns. Ooh, they're at four. They're at five. They're at five. Um. Phoenix. Balling or stalling, guys? I don't know. I think. I think for. Like, as a team, I think they're balling. I think this is, like, the best version of the Suns that we could see. You know, they're they're leading the league in record as of right now, you know what I mean? So, comparatively to what they are as a team, they are balling. Like, this is, like, the best version of the Suns that we're going to see is what they're, what they're doing right now. So... I also think Jay Crowder needs to come off the starting lineup. Like, Cam Johnson is literally on fire all the time from three. Like, I think the rotation needs to be Cam Johnson and Kale Bridges starting. Yeah. I think I think having Cam Johnson off the bench is just too much of a – just not a good decision. Jay Crowder is having a really weak season. He's averaging, like, nine points per game and not shooting above 34% from three. Like, it's – you know, he's just, he's kind of hitting a wall. So I would go with uh, balling for the Phoenix Suns. What you got for me, Rover? Uh, I would say balling as well. Uh, Phoenix was one of uh, our ending top 10 deciding factors. And, and I think they're slowly creeping up that ladder. Uh, they have the best record, you know, in the West. Uh, their, their upcoming teams are... Uh, in their schedule are Toronto, uh, one game against San Antonio, two against Indiana. I feel like they can take those games on these next five mm-hmm. games. They win at least half of those <laughs> next six games. I think they'll still be number one um, mm-hmm. in the West. I think they're playing great, man. They're playing team basketball. That's a fact, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's like one individual person just going outright berserk. But they're they're playing like a unit, and, and like you guys said, it's probably the best version of Phoenix we've had uh, probably since since Vince Carter was there. Their coach just went out with COVID. Monty Williams, yep. Health and safety protocols. That's 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 like a unique thing about this year is like COVID is completely wrecking like us getting a good feel for what is you know the Grizzlies are the team. It's hard to understand because Jaws not play. Like like a lot of these stars are getting COVID. It's making things really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, I would say Phoenix is blowing. Um, I was I'm pretty big on Phoenix, even because I said like they're like I think last time I think we did this I said it was one and two the two best teams are in the West because they were both like um, had long winning streaks I think Phoenix at the time had a 13 game winning streak I think it was they are the most complete team besides the mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls which I would put at three by the way I would put the Chicago Bulls at three um, um yeah so they're just they're just they're you know they're on the roll um I think they're just gonna just keep winning these games. I think that maybe they might run into a problem because mm-hmm. by them winning and leading the west right now, especially if they just keep this is going, they're going to get kind of big headed you know oh uh, yeah, we're the best team in the east everybody I mean the yeah. best team in the west a lot of a lot of people said that our window was closed. We, you know, we're not going to see the finals again. And then they might, you know, it might just turn into that. Or like, not saying that I don't believe, but it might just be maybe an overachieving type thing at that point. You know, it might go into, <clears throat> like I said, they might just get a big head and then they, they'll fall off. I think as long as they kind of just, I don't want to say that they shouldn't think that they're going to win. Completely think that you're going to win. Believe you're going to win. But it should be know that there are other teams you know what i mean be aware of the powers that exist in the nba you know because mm-hmm. everybody's not the milwaukee bucks yeah because i mean one good thing that supports that is you know the nba has always been and will always be a matchup league you get the wrong matchups you know things are tough the four and the five seed <clears throat> in the west right now is the grizzlies and the dallas mavericks now, either one of those teams could bop them in the second round. Either yeah. one of those teams, if healthy, has enough talent and scoring in the playoffs, especially if you're facing Luka Doncic. And the sure. be- better, improved version of KPP, if Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic in the playoffs is a different animal. If he's doing what he was doing against you know, the Clippers, against Kawhi and Paul George, against yeah. the Suns, the Suns are going to have a heck of a series. So, you know, you're completely right. They cannot think that they're better than they are because if they do, then they will not make it to the conference finals. Yeah. You know, that, that the, the West is too good this year, especially, dear goodness, if the Lakers sneak into, like, the five seed. Whew, you think they won't want revenge on the team that kicked them out of the playoffs last year? LeBron doesn't take things personally. Damn, whooped on them in the regular season, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, somebody that's a good story is Jalen Smith. Um, the guy was like the tenth pick in the draft. He went to the G League, was kind of like a bust, and now he's like a rotational center for them. 
Um, he's really athletic, rebounds well. He, I think he was averaging like 15 and 10 for a stretch world when I think DeAndre Jer- Ayton had COVID or something like that. And, yeah. you know, so that's a good story. Um, they have a lot of depth in Phoenix, uh, legitimately, a lot of depth, veteran depth. Yeah, this is definitely turning into a league of if you don't have one through 12, you can't win a game. You know, like you really yeah. have to have a very deep squad. You can't just have a starting five and then like a couple good pieces on the bench. You have to be like completely through and through a complete team in order to win some games because a lot of these yeah. teams on here are complete teams. Yeah. Um, speaking on that, um, this is a quick question for you guys because I know we I kind of mentioned it a little bit. Mm. Do you think that the window has closed for the Phoenix Suns as an NBA championship winner or reaching the NBA finals? <laughs> Or reaching like the Western Conference Finals, like what do you? Let's go NBA Finals again. No, yeah, it's closed. I mean, as long as the Warriors are healthy, everything's closed in the West, unless the Lakers are clicking, and then that'll be a good Western Conference Finals. But it's the Warriors for me. I say close because the Warriors. Um. I'm I'm one foot in, one foot out. I don't think it's close, but. The competition has gotten very harder, but I don't think it's closed. I I would say that it is. I would agree with Jason um, because only for the simple fact that, yeah, they beat the Warriors team, right? But then the Warriors came back and smacked them the next game. Um, it's just it's too much, and they didn't play enough good teams in the playoffs last year for mm-hmm. me to believe that they could do it this year. Mm-hmm. They didn't just like the Milwaukee Bucks. That's why I'm not big on the Milwaukee Bucks to say they're boring is they're, they're consistent. It's missionary, but it's just, <clears throat> it's just like you didn't play. You play the one team you did play. That was actually a good team besides the Hawks was the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And you were on your way losing that game. I mean, losing that series if Kyrie didn't get injured. And then James Harden got injured, and it was just KD. It was, you know, and then you just overcame him. But at that point, you haven't played anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I, I can't throw all my chips in the basket when you haven't played a, a full-power team. No. <clears throat> yeah, the next team on the power rankings is the Chicago Bulls. It was number six for a quarter. Number, number, number six for our our like ranking for the quarter oh. season was the Bulls at six. I will put them at three. They will be number three for me. For sure. Okay. It will be Warriors one, Nets two, Bulls three. <coughs> so I got to ask you guys, man. Talk to me. Are they balling or stalling? Because for me, we fly. Nova. No, it's balling. That's a fact. They're balling. They, <clears throat> they're everything we thought they would be, you know, and more because DeMar DeMarozan's like legitimately an all-star. Like we, you know, we, th- we thought they were going to be a good team, but we didn't know DeMar DeMarozan was going to be basically averaging the same amount of points per game as Zach Levine. I mean, so having that combination and the way they're, 
they're gelling right now. They're a phenomenal team to watch. They have the winning aspect of Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is a winner. He's going to be a winner in the playoffs. And yeah, I, I'm 100%. The Bulls are balling. <clears throat> yeah. Balling for sure. Yeah. Balling for sure. Um, like I mentioned, you know, you, you you've been high high praising this team since the beginning of the season. And yeah. and, and the more we watch them, the more they grow, the more games they get together, even with Lonzo coming back from his injury and everything. Yeah. I just think I don't think it's gonna cut into anything Damar has shown, you know, for the for for the MVP case. Um yeah, yeah, they're balling, man. I, I really don't have nothing negative to say. I can praise them all day, obviously, yeah. but yeah, yeah, they're balling for sure. I like the way they look, as, as well as being number one in the East, yeah. which I did not see coming. By the way, see, see, I told you, Br- Chicago is probably one of my favorite teams in the East right now. Um, they have so much potential, and they're showing their potential. Um, they're definitely moving in the right direction and right now at this point you even though they're still they're a pretty young team and they just got together this year but they play so well together they fit so well together they jailed so quickly that it's eastern conference finals are bust for them pretty much like it like in and in the right matchup you know what i mean they could go nba finals it's they're that good yeah so you yeah. got more faith in Chicago, NBA Finals. What are they? Twenty six and ten yeah. over <clears throat> Phoenix, thirty and nine. I would. Yeah. Man, I I would give them an equal equal fair chance. I see where you're going with this. See what um, but. Like I said, um, I can only go based off of history. They didn't play anybody. I think my eye test tells me that the Bulls are the better team, honestly. So I just trust my eye test. I, I can only I, go off my history um, and Jason's eye test, you know. And, like, I, I like the Bulls better. I think I said it before. I didn't mean to cut you off, Jay. I said it before, and I'll say it again. They're the most – complete team in my eyes you know it's, well now that the Warriors have Clay now they're probably you know in that realm now and you know Nets with Kyrie <clears throat> but the Bulls are the most complete team they have everything 1 through 12 on lock mm-hmm. and they've had it for a minute yeah and when Lonzo comes back he's gonna be more of the same you just add a playmaker to the to all the scoring and then you have to worry about him knocking down threes now because he's gotten better people are ready to call him a bust throw him away second second, second overall pick he went to New Orleans, should have stayed. I mean, like, New Orleans really eating sour grapes right now. They really wish they would have paid him, like, $80 million, I guess. Maybe $75 million. He probably would have stayed for less. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, what the Pelicans did was stupidity. They're they're one of the worst-run organizations of basketball. They got to be top five. Yeah. Fucking damn but yeah, just Chicago, Chicago all the way. I would trust. I would trust Chicago to make it further than the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah our seventh. Go ahead. I don't have to say there. There are uh, many adjustments they did. You know, like I was saying, you know, now that Lonzo's back, 
he fit right in and they won that the first game he came back. So Yeah. yeah. So I don't think I don't think it affected anything. So yeah. everyone still got theirs. Billy Donovan as a coach is really showing his potential right now. Yeah. He's always been a good defensive coach under the radar, and now a team that needs a good defensive coach so so they can be complete, like Chris is describing. Perfect, like he's a yeah. perfect fit over there at, for what they need. Yeah. Yep. All right, number seven for our quarter season power rankings was the Miami Heat. Uh, that's a different. That's a hard one for me. Um. What do you guys think? Balling or stalling? I'm going to go stalling. I'm going to go stalling because, yeah, they have a good record. But you guys know why. You know why. It's it's yeah. because Tyler Hero is off the bench. I was yeah. literally watching them play a game with COVID. And Jimmy Butler have, was out because of COVID. No Jimmy Butler. Tyler Hero still came off the bench. What? What do we... You, they're so desperate for points. They need somebody that can score. They're putting out Max Strauss. Like, what are they doing? They got Gabe Vincent starting. They're so committed to the idea of having the best scorer of the team, a guy who could probably average 25 or 26 on the Pelicans right now or on the Lando Magic and be an all-star. They're so, like, determined to have him as a six-man that they're doing it even now. Like, it's ridiculous. They don't use their talent the right way. They could literally be as good as the Bulls. I honestly think they could push the Bulls in a seven-game series and be pushing for the second-best team in the East if they just use Tyler Hero, like most people who understand basketball would use him. But they're just trying to be too smart. They're trying to be, you know, win him the sixth man. They're trying to be like, oh, we outsmarted everybody. He's our backup point guard as well. Look at what he does. Like, you don't have to have him coming off the bench. They're ridiculous. Yeah. And they had they literally had Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero coming off the bench when Jimmy Butler was not in the game. Yeah. Like I don't know what they're doing down there. And they're stalling because of rotations. They have a different ceiling that they can be as a team, and they're not reaching that because of their being ridiculous with Tyler Hero. That was a trigger warning for him. <laughs> 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 It did, it did feel like that. <laughs> yeah, did that feel. All right. I, think uh, I think I think they're stalling as well. Um with with the whole uh Tyler Hero situation, just to piggyback off of you, Jason. Um Tyler averages what a starter averages anyway, if you're like the third option. Coming yeah. off the bench. Yeah. You know, yes. so just just imagine what he'll average when he started. I think he scored 33 points last game, and, and yeah. they beat Phoenix. So, yeah. you know, and, and he's going down any, you know, standing, you know, over his past week or two, he always averaged at least 15 points. Yeah. You know, so just place that in the beginning, you know, get a lead, get him a feel on – being a starter, like I'm not understanding why, but it's it's rotation and coaches. Why yeah. they feel like they their their best players need to come off the bench. Yeah. Like for some like spark, just like the OKC thing with, with James <clears throat> Harden. Yeah. Like it was just so weird. Like like you would think you want your best player out there at all times, but yeah. they they kind of pick and choose. It's the Lula yeah. syndrome. 
A little bit, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Syndrome. He's never been a starter, so why would we put him in now? Yeah. Best scorer that you probably will ever have on your team, and he's shown it on several teams. Because remember, he came from the L- from the Lakers, right? And I think mm-hmm. he came off. I think he might have started there because he was still young. Yeah. Um, he was drafted by he, the 76ers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he basically was a starter, and then they brought Allen Iverson back after he was with Denver. And they're like, yeah. well, we can't have Allen Iverson not starting. And then since then, he's been a six-man. That was Lou Williams' story. Yeah, he's been a traveling man in the NBA, and he's yeah. he's probably he's just always a six-man, always come off the bench because they don't, like, for some reason, it's like if it works for everybody else, it should work for us. But, like, think about if you could, instead of getting that 30 points, clutch shooting at the end. Mm-hmm. What if you got that in the first quarter, in the first 12 minutes? He would literally be averaging 25. I think he's averaging 22. Like, well, I remember I'm starting to look at, like, all-star game and, like, what we're going to have pick for the all-star team. Mm-hmm. Like, And he's borderline an all-star player as a six-man. Yeah. Legitimately. Like, he's averaging 22 off the bench. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And he's not like a super athletic type of guy. He's like no. a really consistent shooter, so he has a longevity yes. in the NBA. So yes. why not? Why weren't you? Why weren't we ever thinking like, hey, let's start this guy? Because he literally came off the bench and won Clippers games. Like that was a complete team when he was on the yeah. Clippers. But he Do came you know, off the bench and was a clutch shooter for them. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Do you know who could have had a career like this? I mean, James Harden's a great example because yeah. he's a star. But a guy that's like not as good as Tyler Hero that could have had a career like this is CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum could have been a guy that would have been a rotational guy because he's one of those six foot two, six foot three. Somebody would have been like, oh, he's a combo guard. He'll be their sixth man for Portland. And we would have never been able to like see the Dame and CJ show for the past five years that we've had the privilege of seeing and him being a borderline all star. Like there's there's guys that get opportunities and then there's this guy who if okay this is how this is this is how stupid this is he's probably going to be a max contract guy if they had to pay him right now they'd pay him the max I don't know if he is getting the max or not but you could pay Jordan Clarkson 5 million dollars a year to do what, what you are asking what you need him to do Yeah seriously that's how much Jordan Clarkson is probably getting paid right now but yeah, you would yeah. never pay Tyler Hero that, and that's telling you why, like how off you are in your decision making, because he's probably a max guy, but you're using him like Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, I really hope that they don't do that. They, they don't do him like Sam Presti did James Harden, mm-hmm. and instead of paying him because he wanted the money, because they like think about this: if OKC stayed together, they would have rings. Yeah. Um. But if if they as long as they don't do like Tyler Hero like like Sam Presti did James Harden, then we'll uh, you know they'll be a good team going forward. You know, start incorporating them into the lineup. But if they do that, oh man, he's gonna go to a team and he's going to show them why he should have started. Yeah, because no other team's gonna do that. They they see what they see what he's capable of. You know what I mean? Unless like unless they have the Lou Will syndrome as well. But I mean, not many teams do. Yeah. Well, uh, the next team on the list is the uh, Charlotte Hornets, where we had them eight for quarter season. They're bowling. They're bowling for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Charlotte is one of those teams to watch out for. 
Now, at the beginning of the season, um, I think it may even be before, I think the trade with the Chicago Bulls. I said, I said Charlotte is coming. Charlotte is yeah. definitely coming. Um, they're closer than people think. Um, I would say they may, they're, they're going to, they will enter the playoffs this year, but they could be like a second round exit, but don't let that fool you because these guys are still young. I would say in about two and a half years, Mm -hmm. we're going to be saying the same thing we're saying about the Chicago Bulls about them for sure. Or like the Memphis Grizzlies. You're like the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, yeah, Yeah. we're going to like. They have it. They have it, yeah. and they're building together, and they're closer, way closer than what people think. Remember, they beat the Bucks this year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, go ahead, Rover. You go first. I talked a lot last time. Um, They're balling, man. Mm. They uh, are going into the, the season, probably after our second video – of of, our, of of the power ranking, watching, uh, I think they're all probably what their average age is what maybe twenty eight, twenty six, twenty eight. So young on horns or something they're like that. Really young. It's like yeah, they're it's so like young, and I just love watching them play, even when they're like doing bad or they're losing. Mm-hmm. Like you want to cheer for them so bad, yes, because they play so hard and they work so hard for everything, and yeah, and, and I just appreciate the show, whether or not they go far, you know, with with you know it being the whole thing together. It One is, second, I'm oh, sorry. Chris. What happened, Chris? This just, this just in Twitter, Adrian Rosen Woes report. The Den- the Detroit Pistons are finalizing a deal to acquire Denver Nuggets forward Bull Bull. What? Really? No yeah. way. Detroit yeah. Pistons? Detroit oh Pistons. my god. Hey, let's clap it up for Bull Bull's career. Congratulations. 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 Yeah, they hey. traded him for Rodney Magruder and a future second round pick. Who? The Denver Nuggets <laughs> let him go for <laughs> <laughs> The Detroit Pistons fleeced the Denver Nuggets. Yep. I would like to say this so we could say we called it first. Bull Bull will average at least 10 to 15 points per game at the very minimum. Yeah. As long as it gets minutes. Mm -hmm. Dude, dude, we finally get to see Bull Bull play basketball. You know how fun that guy is to watch? He's 7 2 with guard skill. He's going to be yeah. crossing up people. I can't wait until they play the Denver Nuggets. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. That's going to be prime time. Cade Cunningham and Bull Bull take on the Denver Nuggets. No, seriously. They traded him for some. Who's Rodney Magruder? Yeah. Who's that? Anybody know? I have no, no idea. <laughs> In a second. It's a second round pick. The Detroit Pistons finally did something right as an organization. Yeah. It's a Woj bomb. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Mid podcast. That was perfect timing, Chris. Yeah. Good job. Way to be on top of things. Yeah. That is so crazy. Hey. Yeah. That's me. You finally get to see him play. What were we talking about again? I forgot. The number eight team. The Charlotte I was talking about how young and how dedicated Charlotte was. But that Bobo 
announcement was way better than anything I would have said anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'll end my case there that, you know, they're just a young team uh, up and coming. I feel like they're balling. Keep working. Yeah. I am 100% there with you guys. Uh, they're balling. And I think I want to make a few, like, things that has to be set in stone. LaMelo Ball needs to be in the All-Star game. Now, he's like having averaging like 19-ish, 19-6 and 7, something odd like that. But LaMelo Ball's impact on a basketball game is so much more bigger than anything in his stat line. He's infectious. The way he plays is infectious. He leads to winning. And it's the craziest thing um, because the media before he got drafted was all over LaMelo Ball in, in a negative aspect. Let's be honest here. Nobody has disproven media more than LaMelo Ball. He is a genuine basketball savant, like yeah. pure basketball, basketball IQ leads to winning guy. And uh, I feel like he needs to be in the All-Star game. And also, Miles Bridges. Christopher Muhammad, you are 100% right. You said it earlier in the season that he was really blossoming to something special. He can yeah. shot great for himself now. He can drive to the rim now. And he's he's resembling like a very Julius Randle-ish game, except a little more athletic. And uh, that's a phenomenal find for the, for the Hornets. I never expected him to develop like that. But, hey, congratulations to Miles Bridges. He must be putting in work. And that combination between him and LaMelo and the young core, I completely agree with you guys. There's balling, and there's something to watch in the future, and there must see TV. Yeah, for sure. LaMelo is one guy who I believe – I'll definitely go back to your point real quick. He is one guy who I do believe needs to make the All-Star game. I mean, it's – he's like <clears> – okay, don't get me wrong here. I would I see like because he has vision, high IQ, and he's a true mm-hmm. point guard. But he also has you yes. know really good guard skill as far as like scoring. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. would see him more as like he's a shooter. So I would see like he's like a good mix of like CP3 and like a Curry a little bit, just in my eyes, just a little bit because how infectious Curry is on the basketball mm-hmm. court. He really gets everybody involved. Is really high octane, really high powered offense. And he like pushes the tempo, even though. Mm-hmm. It, but it's like, but then you also add that with like Chris Paul's like guard play, mm-hmm. and then you also gave him a height. You give him he was like six six. Mm. I he's six seven probably. Six seven, and yeah. you know, and so he's definitely a guy that we're definitely gonna be watching out for. He's he's all star potential. He might even be future MVP potential, depending mm-hmm. on how he grows. Um, this team is just fun to watch, and they're going to keep. Like I said, they're closer than everybody thinks, and that should yeah. scare a lot of people. They're yeah. they're like, you, okay, so I we might have watched the same interview before, but remember um, how Shaq and Penny or whatever when they were still young, it was like we have to beat this team mm-hmm. because if we don't, they're going to dominate the league for the next couple years. It's it's like close to that. Like you mm-hmm. have to like you have to stop them. You, I mean, you're not gonna stop the growth. You're not gonna stop the growth at all. But you have to like you have to be aware mm-hmm. that this team is coming and they're gonna start dominating the East sooner than you think. How many wins do you think they'll get this year? They haven't won 
over 40 wins since 2015 when they had Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lamb, Al Jefferson, Nicholas Batum, <clears throat> stuff like that. No, 2015, they won 48. 45 for this, this season? Yeah. You think 45? I'll go 45. That's not bad. That's actually not bad. That's not bad. Because they haven't won, like, over – 35 in the last six years anyway. But I'm telling you, this team is coming. They're closer than people think. I'm telling you. It's just You've heard it here first. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> They're closer than what people think. Give yeah. it a year and a half. A year and a half, too. They're closer than what people think. Yeah. We're, we're going to hold those 45 wins. I want to say if they get to 45. They could do it. Yeah, I'm sure they could do it, yeah. Yeah. 45. <clears throat> All right, number nine was the Utah Jazz. Shit, shit, much shit, <laughs> shit, 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 shit. We might as well not shit. even let Chris even talk. Hey, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say, say for comparatively speaking to the way I view the team, they're balling because they're having a good regular season. You know, Congratulations. Yeah. You're balling. Yeah. My, my standards, you're balling. Shit, 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 shit. So you don't think they're balling, Chris? <laughs> oh, I wonder how you guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I believe from the last episode, if you guys heard this, the last time we did our power rankings, we talked about Utah Jazz, why they're so low, is because they are consistently a great regular season team. They have the mm-hmm. Houston Rockets syndrome. When they were great in the regular season, they getting clapped in the playoffs in the first round. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens. In the first and second round, they run into t- t- tough competition and get clapped. It's, they're not a good team. They're the exact same team every th- – look, the Utah Jazz equivalent equ- – the equivalent of the Utah Jazz is making a peanut butter jelly sandwich every single day for 365 days a year and eating it the same way, cutting triangles – and eating it the same way every single day. That's what Utah Jazz is. You know exactly what you're going to get. It's peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. It's no different. You don't switch it up. You don't make turkey one day, ham another. You don't eat pizza. You eat peanut butter and jelly every day. That's what the Utah Jazz are. I'm not going to call them missionary because they're not even missionary. Missionary is fun. Butter, really you know. bad jokes I can make right now, but I'm just gonna like not cross <laughs> that line. Okay. Jelly. Uh, I'll tell you afterwards, Chris. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but shit, 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 shit. Trade Donovan Mitchell. Shit, shit, shit. Trade Donovan Mitchell. Shit. You talk about you, you, you have anything to say? About Utah, um, mm, it's so tricky because I'm with Chris though, <laughs> but they're not. But they're not playing bad. But we know that even though they're playing good, we know where this is going to end every single year. So it's like we can say, okay, they improved, or they got better, or they added this person. They never had anybody. Never. They they change this. They do that, and every year, first round they're gone. Yeah. If they're lucky, we might get second, but then they're going to get swept by whoever they play in that in that series. Getting clapped, bent so, over, yeah, clapped. spread wide, and clapped. <laughs> bent over. That, that's not missionary, though, Chris. 
I was using I was using Jason's analogy. He's like, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think they're uh, I think they're they're all in. Yeah, they're all in. <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to ask me a little later. Yeah, they're definitely stolen. They're shit, bunch of shit. Well, well, the number ten team, the last team before we do our top ten ranking is Dallas Mavericks. Was number ten on the court. Season. I like Dallas. I like Dallas a lot. They're balling to me. Luca's playing well. Case, not KCP. KP is actually showing me that he's not a donkey anymore. He's a unicorn. Um, <clears throat> Thanks. <laughs> Calling him a donkey last one. <laughs> sorry, KP. <laughs> <laughs> not sorry. I'll get that mixed up. <laughs> No, I said he was a donkey. I said he wasn't a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I was dying laughing. Yeah, he's not a yeah. donkey. He's a unicorn. He's 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 showing that you know. I, mean, I can't really blame him though, because he's you know he came out of New York. New York probably crushed his mental, um, <laughs> and then he got sure. injured. So he was never the same player again after that. So yeah. I'm glad to see that he's actually balling now. So I'll give it to them. They're playing pretty well. What are they like, fifth seed? Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're going to be matchup nightmares in the playoffs. Is yeah. if they can keep this going, stay in this like seed, maybe even go up one. I mean, it depends on. They're like neck and neck with the Grizzlies. So yeah. if they fall or go forward, then they're going to be matchup for matchup nightmare for whoever. For what do you think, Rover? For them to catch up to Memphis, they're going to have to. Either win ten games in a row, or hope, or hope that that Memphis loses six games in a row. Yeah, but I don't yeah. see, I don't see, I don't see that happening for the way Memphis is going. Mm-hmm. Um, only, only team I think they should try to stay in front of at this point is LA. Just try to have a better, better record than LA. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they're balling. They're yeah. balling. Just, just the whole. Not not to be a fanboy of Luca, but Luca really makes the team better. Yeah, like 100%. makes the team better. You know, so so I like what they're doing. Not just saying you know, like he's the only person, but you know, like everybody doing their part. Porzingis, you know, Brunson, you know, the uh, the addition of you know Isaiah Thomas whenever he gets a chance, <laughs> whenever yeah. he gets a chance to, you know. Do his thing, so he gets ten day contracts like candy. <laughs> Seriously, and the thing is, he performs well. Yeah, yeah. he does. They just I think decide. the Lakers should have kept him. They should have. Yeah, they should have. I said that they should have. Yeah, yeah. They, they tried it already, though. This is the second time he's played for that team. <clears throat> yeah, They're like yeah, we'll let him let him keep traveling a little bit. At least he's not out of the NBA, you know. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these players don't deserve to be out of the NBA. Like, I feel like not only Boston turned their back on Isaiah Thomas, but also the NBA did in a way. Like, mm-hmm. he had lost his sister, played his heart out for a team. Even, they, even though he was injured and they mishandled his injury, he dropped like 40 that game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Was an MVP candidate, was leading mm-hmm. the league in scoring that year. And it's just like, That's- and the NBA Boston just turned their back on him. And everybody yeah. was just like, yeah. He's being exposed. He can't play defense. But you put him in the right system, he's going to excel. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that the Dallas Mavericks are balling, in my opinion. I think that uh, I agree with you guys. I I think Jason Gidd's a great head coach. I think he's definitely proving himself in that lane. Uh, KP is really solid, and uh, yeah, Luca's Luca's Luca, and I I think uh, they're they're a better version of themselves than last year, and that's just scare teams because they play team basketball now. It's not just. Luca, we live and die by your sword. It's a lot of ball movement, player movement, and they play better defense. I think even though the record isn't like showing it greatly, I think they're a better team than last year. Yeah, I would agree. Definitely. All right, Chris. So now that we're heading to the ending part and where we combine our other top 10 rankings, what's your top 10? Okay, I think I kind of mentioned it. So I have Warriors, Nets, Chicago Bulls, um, I would have Grizzlies, Lakers, and that can change depending on how this game goes. Because um, I have, to, I don't, I believe, but I'm not completely sold on the Lakers right now. Unless they beat the Grizzlies, then I'd be like, okay, because that's a good team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, six, I would probably do Phoenix, seven Bucks, eight. I don't want to put Utah. You put six Phoenix, right? Seven yeah. Bucks. Six Phoenix, seven Bucks. Um. Oh shit! Did I say Chicago Bulls? No, yeah, you have them three. Okay. Um. Got them at three earlier. Okay, good. I'm gonna make sure I didn't leave them off this list. Um, where am I at? Eight. Yes. Eight. I know my ten is the Cavs. Nine. Dallas. Eight. I will. I will leave Charlotte at eight. Yeah, that's just how I would run that team. Uh, yeah, because Charlotte. I, I believe eight. in the Cavs. The Cavs gonna get smacked today. Damn. Feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> you supposed to say you feel bad for us? You supposed to be a part of that team? Uh, no, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I am a part of this team, but because I am from Cleveland, Ohio, but still, it's just goddamn. They like this <laughs> it's a sad day. I might just, just you ready? Just hang my head on this one. <laughs> damn. <clears throat> yeah, I like Cleveland though, man. Yeah, they play really good. I tell them three games all the time. Yeah, yeah. It could be a playoff team, for sure. They gotta stop being injured. Get healthy. Yeah. They that was a good pickup with Rondo though. Now that Rubio's out, was a good yeah. pickup. Yeah. Yeah, Rondo actually played fairly well that first game. Yeah. I guess yeah, did the Valentine shakes out though for the Lakers. I don't know yet. I like Austin Reeves yeah. for the Lakers though. Austin Reeves is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like that they got shooting depth though. I like yeah. the fact that Denzel Valentine at least can bring that. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Let's hear what you have, Rover. Well, my top 10, I think, is is the exact uh, power ranking that we came in with. Um, the only thing I would change was I would put Chicago in front of L.A. So you would have the Warriors won the... Uh, Bucks two, Nets three, Bulls four, Lakers five, Suns six, 
Phoenix six, yep. Um seven heat, eight Charlotte, nine, Utah, ten Dallas. Yes. Okay. Let me let me I, I, I would I would keep it exactly how it is. I like that. Because I feel like Milwaukee got another level they can hit. They can stay up there. Golden State is just playing out of this world. When Clay gets back, there won't be no more world. And then to Chicago deserves to be pushed forward. They, they've been hanging in there, especially with the way DeMar's been playing. And, yeah, even though Jazz is like, I have no faith in them at this point. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like for some reason, for some reason, this is going to be the year they actually do something. I have a weird, I have a weird, I have a weird gut feeling that this is the that. year they're going to at least get out of the first round. I'm going to hold you to that for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, hold me. Hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that for sure because that's yeah, that, think... that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous, <laughs> Chris. I think I think they're at least they're at least gonna uh, <laughs> they're at least gonna get out of this because if 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 LA rises up, Utah is going to have to either go against. Um, Minnesota or or Denver, and I think they could beat either one of those teams. Interesting, yeah. The, if Jamal Murray comes back, then the, that changes things for sure. Well, well we don't. Know, I, I I don't know about that yet. Yeah, he tore his ACL. Yeah. I'm just talking about as, as it stands today. If, if they were to play them now, I think they could beat them in the first round series. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll get clapped though in the second round though. That's why I said whoever they play in the second is is probably gonna take them out. Yeah. But yeah, I don't believe in Utah. Shit, 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 shit. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Just just being honest, that's ridiculous. I would never ever pick them to win anything. And not even um not even a sweater contest. Oh my gosh! Not even a sweater contest. Jeez. What about an ugly sweater contest? Ooh. Ugly sweater contest. Not even that. Not even that. Oh my god! Wow. Not even ugly sweater contest. Wow. I'm sorry, Utah fans. You know we we love all our fans, whoever wherever you may be from. But just be honest with yourself. You got a team good. Is your team good? (laughs) Be honest. <laughs> Be honest. Is your team good? Is it? I didn't think so. They're not <laughs> terrible. They just they gotta find some type of structure or scheme to play in the playoffs. It's like once they get to the playoffs, yeah, it's like like they get taken off autopilot and okay, mm-hmm. I go play, and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> right, <laughs> that's basically what it is. You know what? You know what it's the equivalent of. It's equivalent of like pausing a game, a really intense game, right? Yeah. And then going to do something else for like a couple hours and coming back and unpausing the game and, and not, not even how intense the game is, and you just get clapped as soon as you unpause it. Yeah. That's what the playoffs is for the Utah Jazz. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Or or it's like when when you're playing the game, right? When you're playing the game. Yeah. And then it's like you stop playing that game for like two months and then yeah. you go back to yeah. it and you try uh-huh. to learn the controls while you're playing. Yeah. And it's not working. Yeah. So like my to top ten is uh the Warriors one, the Nets two, the three are still the Lakers for me. I still think that you know Lakers. once they figure things out, I think the Lakers are three. Uh, at least for the playoffs. Bulls four, 
Bucks five, Sun six, Miami Heat seven, Memphis Grizzlies eight, Dallas Mavericks nine, and I have the Cleveland Cavaliers sneaking at the ten. Um, wow. Yeah. Chris, you should be ashamed. <laughs> ashamed of what? What happened? Because Jason got Cleveland in his top ten. Cleveland is in my top ten. Oh, they they, they are where? At ten. Oh, they're at ten. Yeah. Oh, okay. They better be at ten. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have said seven, I would have been like, "Oh my god!" No, they're at ten. No, 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 no. They're a playoff team for sure this year, but no, that, yeah, no, not not seven, that's not crazy. again. Oh, they're close too. That's another team that's really close to yeah. But Jason, you put L.A. up there though. Three. Yeah, I, I I still have faith when LeBron and it's in the playoffs. It just I can't I can't pull them off there yet. Mm. LeBron, old man, just turned thirty-seven. <laughs> Still could be the MVP. Still can be MVP. Yeah. yeah, if Russ can do it, then anybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, the uh, Demar needs to win. Though yeah. I would love to see Demar win MVP. That would All be right. cool, though. Yeah, for sure. I have our mid-season power rankings combined. Okay, are you guys ready for this? I'm ready. Num- number one is the Warriors. Okay. Number two is the Brooklyn Nets. Ah, okay. Ah. N- number three is the Chicago Bulls. Well, okay. Number four is the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Number five hey. is what? 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 They're high, but. <laughs> The Lakers have 20 commutative points. Here, here's how it broke down. Warriors had 30 points because they got 10 for, number one for all of them. Yeah. Nets was second. Bulls was third with 21 like points. The Lakers had 20, and the Bucks had 19. So that's how they snuck in at four. But Grizzlies, basically, I the Grizzlies, though. I said the Grizzlies on mine for number four. Yeah, but Rover didn't have the Grizzlies on his list. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, so it was Lakers four, Bucks five, Suns six, Grizzlies seven, Heat eight, Charlotte Hornets nine, Dallas Mavericks ten. Oh, Cleveland couldn't make it. No, no, Dallas, Dallas beat them out. They were tied with a uh, Utah because Rover had them nine. I look. I can say I have one win in this whole entire thing. What's that? that? Utah didn't make a goddamn list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they made it last time, but they didn't sneak in this time. Yeah. Oh man. Good. Yeah. Good. Now yeah, I gotta you, feel you... bad that Cleveland didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad that Cleveland didn't make it as well, but I'm happy that Utah didn't make the list. There we go. I can sleep yeah. easy tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's a good list, though. I mean, like, yeah. that's a, that's a really good list. Warriors, Nets, Bulls, Lakers, Bucks, Suns, Grizzlies, Heat, yeah. Charlotte, Dallas. That's pretty accurate to where like the teams are at so far this season. True. All righty, man. So we're getting to that point of this episode. Does anybody have anything they want to add? Um. Go ahead. Go ahead. Got anything you want to add, Rover? Um, 
I was going to ask. Um, it was about just how the the NBA's gone with the whole like shooting thing. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask. Do you think um, once once you know? Because over the next probably sad to say, but maybe over the next like five years, we're going to see like the the announcements uh, or or the the downside of like Steph and KD mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. LeBron and everybody once those greats are gone for for both of you guys you're at top 5 in the league after the top 5 today has retired like who do you think comes up I know you guys said Ja as the point guard Earlier, but who who do you guys think is like next up to carry for the next ten years? Top five, any position doesn't matter. Mm. I would say, say mm, it's between. You said top five, period. Like top five. Yeah, it could be all five yeah. centers if they're gonna destroy the league. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Melo's pretty young right now. I would say Ja, Demar. You, you put Demar over the next ten. Uh, Demar's pretty old, Chris. He's like thirty-two. He's like thirty-two. Yeah. Okay. Ja, I didn't know how old he was. I know, like Demar was pretty young. He's kind of old as well. Um, maybe it'll be shit. Yeah, put you on the spot. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I, I have mine, so if you go. want me to go, I can. That's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, number one is going to be Giannis. Um, he fits that age timeline, and as long as he ages, he's going to develop that shot, so it's going to be pretty scary in a few years. Um, Luca would be number two for me. Uh, he's so special. Over in the next ten, I'll take him. Trey Young. Trey Young would be number three for me. Um, he's so ridiculous. Um, and then I would probably have Jaw four, and then I would probably go Zach Levine five. I think Zach Levine fits that age range. Zach Levine's really special. Um, his three point shot creation ability is there, and it's because he still has a gap in a game in his game, which is the mid range shot creation. So as he ages, he's going to develop that too and be like a thirty point per game scorer. So I would that would yeah. be my top five moving forward. No facts. Okay, um, I'm gonna say in no particular order. So I will have Ja, Trey, uh, Luca because I didn't think about Luca as well. Um, there was one guy I was thinking of. Who, oh, Brandon Ingram. Ah, uh, um, good choice. Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. and I would say Melo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the sad thing about Zion Williams. The sad thing about his injuries and him not being able to control his body is he could have probably been on that list. You know what I mean? It's just he's he's got to really get in shape. It's it's an emergency. Like, when Charles Barkley is making fun of how fat you are, like, I mean, things have gotten to an extreme. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking, Rover? Answer your own question. Yeah. Wrong question? Uh, I definitely put Zach Levine on there for sure. Uh, I just love the way he plays. I wish he would have stayed in Minnesota. Yeah. But um, probably Zach. 
Luca, Lamelo. This one of my top three favorites. Yeah. And even though Melo's young, I just feel like he's one of those players, like he can go to any team, any anywhere, and he'll be able to fit. I'm also looking at that too. So over the ten years he could be traded, he could sign a new mm-hmm. deal somewhere else. I'm just looking at how he would fit anywhere else. We got some yeah. players you may they fit in this situation, but two years from now to get in another situation, then they're never the same player. So yeah. I feel like Zach Zach can remain the same, Luca can remain the same. LaMelo can remain the same. And my last two, uh, I need a big, probably Joel. Joel mm, over the next year. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. And then five, 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 got to be a score. Jason Tatum. Mm, I forgot yeah, about I Jason Tatum. Yeah, I'd probably trade out John Morant for Jason Tatum pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 Jason Tatum's like there right now. You know what's sad though? Literally. AD was supposed to be on his list, but he's not. Yeah. Can't yeah. He's just not very he get, consistent. He get, he get his hair braided too tight and, and it's over. <laughs> like it's, it's over. Out, out two weeks for a headache. Like, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it was on. Um, I think I might have been watching Undisputed. I think Shannon said this about AD. It was like he got a ring and didn't want to. And like he just like I, I won. You know, I don't have to play anymore. Mm-hmm. I I, I, I kind of believe that. Like he was mm-hmm. like he won that ring and he's not been the same player since. We have not yeah. seen that level of AD since. Yeah. Yeah. Because like he's he's. I mean, like he's not wrong though. Like. A lot of guys are great players that never get a ring. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's, you know, he he could be he could be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Did you know Cam Thomas that. had a game winner last night? Did he? Yeah. Really? I yeah. think I missed that one. KD got tr- uh, doubled at the end of the game and then kicked it to Cam Thomas and hit the floor. Yeah. A little bit of a shout out to our draft rankings. Hey, we had him, I think, 13 on our draft rankings. He got drafted 26 overall, so we were right. NBA. Yeah. Like normal. I mean, NBA. You guys are more factual and on, on target with, with a lot of predictions than 85 to 90% of sports media out right now. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate yeah, that's it. Go- that's going to be our calling card moving forward is that's going to yeah. be like people associate with our podcast as us being right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So I just wanted to say thank you all for listening. Thank you for Rover again for joining us. You know, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Gracias. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for checking us yep. Yeah, shout out to your socials real quick, man. Oh, uh, you can follow me at Yo It's Rover uh, to follow everything I do. If you want to follow my brand, uh, you can follow me at Rover Media Studios on all social media platforms. And yeah, check me out. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, this is that moment. So, like I said, thank you all. You know, we just celebrated our 75th anniversary of, I mean, not 75th anniversary, but our 75th episode of the podcast. Thank you for that as well. Yeah. Uh, thank you for consistently listening, consistently supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple good things. We got, you know, a, not a couple good things, a lot of good things on the way. Merch coming soon. So look out for that. Um, 
Yeah, we love you guys. Uh, so my name's Chris. New Collins. logo. I'm Jason <laughs> Collins. Oh, new logo. Wait, wait, wait. New logo on the way too. Watch out for that. It's gonna be showing up. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was that breaking news just now? Yeah. Yeah, it is. New, yeah. New yeah. logo. New logo coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. So <laughs> now we can end it, I guess. <laughs> I'm Chris <Yeah>. Palmer. <laughs> I'm Jason Collins. Wait, go ahead. I'm Rover. Hey, we're the basketball addicts. Peace. Out.